Alright, welcome everybody to a very windy outdoor episode of Switch Joy Radio episode 5. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, this is our first show of 2018, so we got a lot to get through. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct Mini and our reactions to that. We're going to be talking about Nintendo Labo. Uh, an interesting story having to do with a possible roller coaster tycoon game on Switch and how they're funding that. Uh, if we have time, which I'm sure we will, we'll get into our 2018 Nintendo predictions. Uh, we're going to talk about what we've been playing and the new games that are coming out this week. I'm your host, Nick Chevalier, and joining me as always, Chris Smith. What's going on? Glad to be back, man. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple weeks now. I, well, Maybe a month. Yeah, it's been it's been about a month because you know we had the holidays. Right. We came and we came through January. So maybe two months. Yeah, really. We came I mean, we came back and I know one week. Uh, I w- I think the week we were back, I was sick, and then the week after that, I got sick. I think. Was it? I think so. Yeah, and then I think the week after that, then you had, like you just didn't we just didn't have time to do it. And Anyways, no so. no more excuses. Yeah, we're here. We're <laughs> we're back. Uh, ready to kick 2018 into high gear, and Nintendo certainly uh, isn't waiting to kick things off. Oh, good. Good for them. Yeah, start the year out strong, definitely. So, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Let's get uh, talk about the Nintendo Direct Mini that we got a couple weeks ago. Is this the first time they've referred to it as a Mini? No. And was that to quell all the hype behind it? I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. I mean, I, I know, well, I do know that they have used the term Nintendo Direct Mini before. Um... Several times, I believe, and I know there was a lot of online. Of course, leading up to this, there was a, sh- a bunch of speculation. Uh, I think going all the way back, which we do have a story up on SwitchJoy.net, uh, there was. I think it was back in November, early December, maybe. There was an internal. Supposedly, there was an internal EA email that leaked out with information about Faye, which ended up being in this direct mini. Um, so they mentioned that Faye was going to be mentioned in this. Some January direct, um, which you know ended up being credible. Although I think a couple other things in the email, like I know they talked about a way out. I think as a 2019 game, which ended up being false because we're actually getting that game in a couple months. Um, side note: I'm really looking forward to a way out. It looks awesome. I think I've seen that one. Oh yeah, I mean, get a little off topic here, but it's a yeah. It's a, uh, they introduced it. I think it was E3 last year, and it's a, basically a cooperative, like sort of jailbreak, like. Two guys break out oh, of jail. That one. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like you have to play in co-op, whether it's couch co-op or online. Like you cannot play the game single player. Interesting. I didn't know that. And the co- really cool thing about the game is not only is it going to be uh, forty dollars at retail, but it'll actually come with a token. So like, if uh, let's say I buy the game on PS4, it comes with a second download code I could give to you. Very. So cool. that you basically instantly have a person to play with from the start. That's really cool. That's that's smart and new. So, yeah, great idea. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that game. But I digress. Um, so yeah, the Nintendo Direct Mini. We got a bunch of uh, new game announcements and updates on games that we uh, already knew about, um, including Kirby Star Allies, which is going to be out on March sixteenth. I'm always down for a new Kirby game. Yeah, uh, that was more my brother's stick. I think I never really got into the, to Kirby. Yeah, Sorry, I, I got nothing. To no, I mean <laughs> I. I Honestly, haven't looked too much into this game, and I mean, lately I've been kind of, I guess, sleeping on the franchise just because. I mean, I I, I think the last game I played was Triple Deluxe on 3DS, which it, it was fine, didn't blow me away. Um, I think the late, I think the last game was Planet Robobot or something like that, which 
again, I kind of slept on. But uh, no, I, I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of the NES era Kirby games, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Cool. Uh, then we have uh, kind of the no, I think out of left field that nobody really expected Mario Tennis Aces, which is going to be out spring 2018. Yeah, apparently it's a pretty beloved franchise though. That and Mario Golf, I keep like on uh, this, you know, the podcast circuits. You know, I, I do listen to other shows other than Switchler Radio. I, sorry. How dare you? <laughs> but no, it seems to be pretty popular amongst the gaming community. Those 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 types of games, the Mario sports. Um, so I I never really got into them, but I'm, I feel like I'm happy for those that do. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I I. Uh, I don't think I've actually played a Mario Tennis game before. Um, I know... Actually, no, okay, that's a lie. I haven't played Mario Golf, but I have played Mario Tennis. I think I, like, rented it, like, back on the GameCube, whatever that that, uh, version was. Um, But another game on GameCube that I really liked was Super Mario Strikers. That was really good. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I did did like that. Uh, I really want them to bring that back. Yeah, that was very satisfying. But, I mean, I guess we'll see how Tennis Aces does, and if, if that does well on Switch, which I'm sure it will. Maybe we'll get more Mario sports games. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Uh, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy is going to be out summer 2018. It looks like an, sort of like an anime-style like fighting game, which, I mean, cool. I'm sure there's an audience for that. Mm-hmm. Not going to be me, but <laughs> <laughs> just not into those. Uh, the aforementioned Faye is going to be out February 16th. I'm really looking forward to that game. Um do you, have you have you looked into that one? No. Yeah. Tell me what, what Faye is. So it's basically a third person, like kind of platformer slash exploration game. Um, explorations. The way I understand it, exploration kind of like I would say maybe like uh, compared to maybe Firewatch, but then you're getting more of the platforming aspect, and it's like like a three D sort of polygonal like. Okay. Cool. I dug Firewatch a lot. Yeah, I, I've actually, you know, I, I haven't played that. I've heard really good things about it, and it was—I saw it was recently on sale on uh, Xbox One on Gold for like ten bucks, which I really need to jump on. Yeah, it's a good like weekend game, uh, maybe like a weekend night. Yeah, You're just kind of sitting there. What I would play, and you can get through it in about four hours. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, very short, but very like very unique story, uh, very touching story. Uh, yeah, for ten bucks, I mean, might as yeah. well. Yeah. But, it's, <coughs> But yeah, Faye seems to be kind of in that vein, and, uh... Something yeah. got to be in the mood for those, though. Yeah, kind of yeah, and I mean, a lot of people may have had their platforming fill with Odyssey, but, I mean, this seems to be doing things a bit differently, so... It... I don't know, we'll see. Uh, and then, actually, uh... Next game, Celeste, is out today, in fact. That is sort of a... Uh, based on the videos I've seen and some other talk I've heard, I would... Uh, it seems to be kind of, like, in the vein of, like, Super Meat Boy sort of in terms of, like, a precision platformer. Okay, and this is from the uh, Towerfall guys, right? Yes. Team, I should say. Yeah, I, th- I think, well, I think the uh, the guy that started this sort of studio, I think it's called, like, Mike Makes Games, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, now they're, now they're, they have a full team, which uh, kind of, maybe they need to change the studio name on that one, <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it's more, how about more than Mike, or not just Mike, <laughs> games. Um... Towerfall is a big hit in my house. Oh yeah, I've you know, never played it. Family, yeah, it's uh, real quick. It's like a single screen, two D. Uh, you're in just one room. Small sprites. Uh, the idea is it's you attack with arrows, or you can jump on heads. And the idea is that like the floor 
ceiling and the walls have like gaps in them, so you can like jump through them and appear on the opposite side. Okay. And so the idea is to defeat all the enemies within the room, and you go through waves, get to the end. Nice. I totally would. Not, I totally would have pegged it as like a tower defense game. Nope. And it's, <laughs> it's also uh, there's friendly fire. Oh, okay. So you can totally. You end up killing your teammate. You're not. You're not. It's not competitive by any means, but you end up shooting each other, or they'll like jump on someone's head and like bounce into an enemy. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it can get frustrating at times, but yeah, it sounds a little reminiscent of uh, Nine Parchments because there there is sort of a friendly fire aspect in that too, and like things are just going. I mean, you're shooting your spell beams all over the place, and you're hitting your uh, party members, and it's just <laughs> chaos. Yeah. No. Awesome. Yeah, that game looks really cool, and, and the, actually, I think one of the interesting things about that game is you can turn on, you, like, I think if you go into, <coughs> excuse me, if you go into the game settings, um, you can turn on like full invincibility, so you can just like not die. But I guess that would be like good. For, I mean, for for like me, like I'm not like I like meat point stuff, but I'm just not like super good at like those precision platformers. So I mean, if there's a particular area that I just can't get through on my own, like. Maybe I'll turn on invincibility just to get through that part and then turn it off. Yeah, but cheater. Yeah, no, I, I, I just let's, let's let's be honest. I just suck at games. I didn't go that far now. <laughs> but no, that, that, a lot of there's a lot of buzz about Celeste. So hopefully, like I said, it's out today. So hopefully, uh, oh, cool. yeah, we'll see how that does. Uh, the world ends with you. Final remix. Um, I don't know too much about this game, but I do know it was sort of a cult classic on 3DS that people seem to be... Or no, original DS that se- uh, people seem to really be behind. and So this seems to be kind of the definitive version of that game. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I know... I didn't play it, but I know there's a mechanic in the original where you would, like, knock enemies like in between screens. Something to do with that. Interesting. So it'll be interesting to see how they work that into the Switch version. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't speak to that game because I never played it, but yeah, we'll see. See how that does. People are definitely excited for that. Uh, then I have East 8, or V-I-I-I, <laughs> coming summer 2018. Y-S-V-I-I-I. Yeah. I think it's pronounced East. Yeah. I actually looked that game up shortly before recording just because I didn't really know what it was. It seems to be sort of like a 3D action action RPG, hack and slash kind of thing. So There have been eight of them. It would appear so. <laughs> it must have an audience. <laughs> yeah. No, really. I mean, yeah. I think I think the games tend to be more popular over in Japan, and I don't know if all of them have been localized and come to the West, but... I mean, cool. Another action RPG on Switch. I, I think I actually saw uh, someone on like, one of the Facebook groups I'm in sort of compare it to, like... I, I think they refer to it as Xenoblade Chronicles Lite. Okay. Maybe, so... I don't know how true that holds, but hey, if you're in, uh, interested in another action platformer on Switch, that might be for you. And I think to maybe no one's surprised, or I, I don't know, I, I didn't expect it, but Hyrule Warriors Definitive definitive Edition. I like the thing that spring. eventually every Wii U first party game will show up on Switch. <laughs> yeah, I get well, I get, what, what do we need at this point? Smash, Mario Maker. Either a port or, you know, a sequel. Yeah. So we got, yeah, we got. Smash, Captain Toad, uh, draw a blank now. I didn't have a Wii U, so that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Hyrule Warriors. Um, and th- this will actually be the second port of that game, because the original came out on Wii U, then they also ported it to 3DS, 
to new 3ds and now we get the, the definitive yeah and the definitive is getting because i guess they're there because i never uh, owned either of the previous versions um, there were some di- like unique characters to the 3DS version versus the Wii U version, and the definitive version on Switch is going to have all of that wrapped up in one package. And included in this one is going to be uh, costumes for Link and Zelda from Breath of the Wild. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're a fan of Breath of the Wild, which if you're listening to this, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. I'm um, looking my- forward to when uh, Redbox gets Switch games. Yeah, I'm wondering when that's going to roll out. I mean, I. We're, I, the system's almost a year old. Do you think it would start happening? Yeah, right. I think it took, I think it took a while. Just a side note. I think it took a while for them to get PS4, Xbox One. Yeah, that's true. And even then, sometimes the pickings are still slim. Yeah, I can imagine it's because it's cartridge. Probably a different... You know, everything's this space. So. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't have. They wouldn't be able to have the, as thin of a case as a CD. So yeah, or maybe so. Maybe so. Just to get a, get a different case. Maybe, yeah. Right, and then next up we have Payday 2 coming out February 27th. Um, well, we've known about this one for quite some time now, but I think this is the excuse me first solid release date we've gotten. Um, I mean, I played a little bit of Payday on Xbox One. It's it's fine. It's I mean, I think it would be better with a group of friends, right? Going in and robbing banks and doing doing whatever you do in that game. So that's cool. Uh, another port. Which actually, the last two games are uh, ports, but we have uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze coming out May fourth. This one I'm excited for. I was, uh, never played any of the newer 3D, 3D, 2D <laughs> Donkey Kongs, but I was a big 2. fan 5D. of the Country series on Super Nintendo back in the day. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm excited to finally get a chance. And what I hear, this is like it's one of the greatest platformers. Some people are calling it. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty difficult I mean I've only played it like I think I played it like a target like demo kiosk like played it for a little bit and like oh this is pretty cool um on when it was on Wii U but uh the big new addition to this game is the uh Funky Kong easy mode yeah easy (laughs) mode that's what that's what that's what we're calling it because uh apparently his surfboard you can just like jump on spikes and don't you don't take any damage or die or so I'm I'm not gonna lie though it looks kinda fun to play as Funky Kong yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for definitely excited for this game. I'll be picking that up. Yeah, me too. And then the su- I guess surprise, not so surprising announcement at the very end of the direct was Dark Souls Remastered coming on May 25th. Yes, uh, very. I haven't. Man, I haven't. I feel like everything we talk about, I'm like oh, I haven't really played that. I haven't <laughs> really played that. And Dark Souls, haven't really played that. But I think it's exciting news for Switch owners. Uh, just anytime, anytime on a Nintendo platform, we get support and big support. Yeah, from third parties and big titles like this, you know, like Bethesda did and stuff like that. So it's just exciting news to hear. If regardless, of if I'm going to play it or not. Yeah, definitely, um, it's good news for everybody. Can't help but like feel like I need to, to buy these games just to just add to the support. Yeah, I mean, for getting backing for FromSoft is really definitely a good a good uh, good ally to have on the Switch. Um, I've never, I can't say I've never played it. I, I did play the original Dark Souls when it was on 360, and I died pretty much right away. And I'm like, this is not for me. But <laughs> I'm really thinking, really considering giving it another shot on Switch, um, just because I know. I, and I was actually listening to another podcast, uh, IGN's Game Scoop, this morning, and yeah. they were they were talking about, uh, and in fact, they, they talked about Dark Souls Remastered in that. Um, there are certain games that 
I guess the, the so the conversation was someone someone wrote into the show and they were asking about like um, certain games that like are critically and commercially like really popular but that you just can't get into for whatever reason. Oh yeah. And I feel like this is Dark Souls is one of them for me. Like there are so many people that love Dark Souls, and I I totally see why. Like the the grueling uh, difficulty, um, the sort of risk versus reward aspect of like, do I like I'm at a fr- I'm at like a fraction of my health bar, and so is the boss. Can I should I like back off and drink a potion, or should I just go for one more hit and see if I can get him? Yeah. The the difficulty always reminds me of back in the day when we would play just like NES games, which is a lot of them were incredibly hard. Oh, yeah, yep. Uh, Ninja Gaiden comes to mind. Um, and I remember I remember as a kid just getting super frustrated with those, so I think I'm, it's no different now. Um, yeah. But it's they're, they're like the gamer's game. Like, if you're like a long-time gamer, like, I'm sure you totally get difficulty spikes and the challenge. Yeah, definitely. So maybe I'll give it another shot, too. Yeah, it, it's like I said. It's one of those things where it's like I, I've never, tra- I've never traditionally been into this this series, even though it does have a huge following. And I feel like I don't know. I'm, I almost feel obligated on one hand to give it another shot, but at the same time, I'm not going to beat myself up over it if I end up trying it and then realize that it's not for me. Like it's there are certain games that are just not for me. So, but no, it's, uh, like you said, it's definitely even if it's even if the game isn't for us, it's awesome to see that kind of support coming to Switch. And then we got some out of uh, still out of the direct. We got some DLC announcements. So for Pokémon Tournament, we're getting a uh, two pack, uh, basically a two pack. It's going to come in two waves for fifteen dollars total. Uh, wave one is going to be launching on January thirty first, so just here in a few days, and that's going to add uh, Aegislash as a playable or uh, a playable fighter along with Mega Rayquaza and Mimikyu as uh, support Pokemon. And then the second wave is going to hit on March 21st, and that's going to include, bl- include Blastoise as a playable fighter and have Mew and Celebi as support Pokemon. So I'm a huge Pokemon fan, so that's awesome to me. Oh, okay. um, I'm, I mean, I guess the price point isn't bad. I, I, would, I would have hoped that for DLs... <coughs> well, first of all, the game is Pokemon Tournament DX, Pokemon Tournament Deluxe, so to me, that sounds like it should have been a complete package from the start. So it's kind of surprising to me that we're actually getting DLC for this. But um, I guess fifteen dollars for two fighters is a little steep. I, I was hoping that they'd include a bit more in that, but hell, I'll probably get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, I mean, that's what they were thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think Age of Slash is a really cool character. It, uh, I, I know you're not like too much into Pokemon, but Age of Slash is like a it's a ghost and steel type, and it's a uh, basically a giant, like a floating like giant sword and shield. Oh, so I think it, ma- awesome. it makes perfect sense for this. Yeah, right. And then Blastoise is just a perfect throwback for OG Pokemon. Cover the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Which wind? So yeah, I'm, I'm really really excited for this. Uh, I, I mean, I guess it's kind of cool that the it's split into two waves. So I mean, you got something to look forward to, I guess, over the next couple months. So. I'm excited for that. Uh, then for Super Mario Odyssey, we have a free update, uh, Luigi's Balloon World. It's going to be launching sometime in February, and that's basically, uh, for those who haven't seen it, it's basically, they're adding Luigi to the game, but you can't play as him. He just gives you this little like side mission, side quest thing to go and hide a balloon somewhere in like each level, I guess. 
Man, Luigi just, he doesn't have anything to do. He's just like, I got a balloon. Find <laughs> 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 it. Yeah, he needs to, needs to go back to his mansion. Yeah. Oh, man. Luigi's mansion for Labo. Oh, my God. That would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah seri- seriously. Seriously, but yeah. We'll get into Labo in a minute. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a cool update. I mean, it's good that it's free. I mean, I think people would really, I mean, people are already pissed that you can't play as Luigi, which it's a, I mean, at this point, though, I'd say it's a free update, so. What was it? It was um, uh, Mario Galaxy, right? That was, like, the bonus at the end. Like, you could replay the game as Luigi, and it made it harder because he, he had his Luigi physics. I never played it, so I don't know. Oh, but. that's right, yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's just beating it or collecting all the stars. Um, wait, was it stars? Yeah, it was stars. I don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you could replay the whole game as Luigi with his, you know, light traction. High That's jump, really cool. Uh, physics. That's really that cool. That would have been so good in the Odyssey. Yeah, definitely. It's a little disappointing that he's just a balloon hiding game. I mean, I I, I think paid DLC, I mean, I think it's going to happen. I don't know, I mean... It is free, so you can't complain about it. Yeah, free. yeah, exactly, this is free. And so what you're doing is you're, in one facet of the DLC, you're hiding a balloon somewhere in a random world, and then I guess you can download data from other players, and then like so go out and find their balloons that they've hidden. Where do you hide it? Like, behind... <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know if you have to like hide it in like on, yeah, on like a physical like structure, or if it could just be something? like floating in the air. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> maybe, it maybe it, I'm sure it has to be tied to a physical structure. Maybe of some it's kind. less hiding and more about just like, oh, I see it. How do I get to it? Yeah, well, that's definitely part of it. I mean, because I mean, I guess you potentially could hide it in just floating in midair somewhere, maybe. But yeah, that's the whole. I think that's kind of the the whole the, like the grandeur of this is that. Um, yeah, be, like exactly like you said. Let's you know see it, and then man, how am I going to be able to connect all of my moves and jumps to be able to reach that? Yeah. So definitely looking forward to that. I mean, it's a free update, so why not? And then a game that I have literally no experience with, Mario and Rabbids, is getting uh, Donkey Kong DLC, which includes Donkey Kong Donkey as Kong. a playable character, a new uh, some new story elements in a new world apparently, and that's coming out in spring. So it's nice to see support for that though. That's cool, I guess. I mean, I, I know Mario and Rabbids has its fans, definitely. It's, uh, it was definitely one of the, I guess we'll say, surprise hits of last year. Yep. So, maybe I'll pick it up eventually, but it's not, re- not really on my radar. So, Labo, huh? Yeah, that's the next thing on the docket. Uh, Nintendo Labo was announced uh, I, coming out April 20th. I love Nintendo's, like, preface where, like, hey, this is for kids. Like, and, and kids at heart. Yeah, yeah, kids at heart. <laughs> but, like, pretty much, like, hey, it's for kids. And, like, everyone, still adults are, like, cardboard, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, this is, like... Yeah, it's a, they said it specifically for kids and kids at heart, and then people are freaking out. Oh, this isn't for me. Why are they doing this? Because not everything they do is going to be for you. Right. Like, it's, I don't even want to get into the Internet's reaction to this. I mean, it's definitely polarizing, to say the least. Um, needless to say, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be really cool. I mean, I mean, you have kids, so I yeah, mean that. Yeah, so the trailer came out, and I brought it, or I went home, and I showed my seven-year-old, and he's like, I want this. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. So we're big into anything building or construction, Legos and whatnot. So uh, the only thing I worry about is that you know, kids are rough with their toys, so yeah, how fast card- are these cardboard, cardboard things crumble and smash and bend? Yeah. How long are we going to have it before it's just been out of shape? 
Yeah, exactly. How much to replace said cardboard? Yeah, I know that there was an initial report out of I think I think IGN. Well, I think it was uh, IGN France that that got the story. IGN. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they initially reported that I guess you could like Nintendo is somehow going to release like replacement cardboard. I don't know if it was just the like the designs or like actual like the actual cardboard for free, but um, yeah, they misreported on that. And I think they are going to release it separately in some capacity, but it'll be paid. Yeah. Um, one one thing I do want to point out though is uh, I think most people aren't understanding this by now, but like you mentioned, people are like, oh, seventy eighty dollars for a piece of cardboard. Uh, you're not really just getting the cardboard, you're getting a piece of software, game software, physical game software, with the package, so, right, right. if you take into account, I mean, I, w- I don't know that I would consider these game cards a full $60 release, but if you think of it that way, and at that point you're only really paying 10 or $20 for the the cardboard and the string or rubber bands or wh- whatever comes with the package. Right, yeah, and it's not just cardboard, like you said, uh, there's a lot of different materials in there, depending on which... Which one? I'm not sure how... Like, I know the robot pack uh, should come with the strings and whatnot. So yeah. Because they, the, they opened that, that backpack. And I'm not, I'm not sure, like, what's going on in the backpack. <coughs> yeah, it looks like they had, like, a bunch of, like, pulleys and, like, sort of... Yeah, all this... Seems much more complex than I would have thought. I can't imagine you put the Switch in the backpack. So, I think... You, you put the Joy-Con in there? Yeah, maybe? I think it's the Joy-Con. So, I, I think what it is is... I mean, because... The, the Switch screen, I mean, you're going to be either docked or, I guess, undocked looking at that, because that's how you're going to play the uh, game that uh, that it comes with. R- right. Yeah. Um, and I guess you use the Joy-Cons. And, I mean, whether it's the robot or in the variety pack, um, the Joy-Cons are basically what makes the whole idea of this possible. Like, I know in the variety pack, uh, there's one, like, little, like, buggy, like, racing car thing that uh, uses the Joy-Con's HD rumble to sort of, like, move. Control, yeah. And I uh, use... So, basically, you're using the Switch, like, tablet to move the controllers. Right. Have which seems kind of backwards. Have but. you ever seen, uh... Have you seen Hexbugs? <laughs> Heard of them, but, uh... Yeah, it's just a yeah. little toy. All it is is a little vibrate, vibration. I almost said this. <laughs> it's a little vibration device or a haptic feedback. Mm. trying to be, uh, easy about it. Um, but yeah, you just turn it on and... and it just vibrates at rapid succession. And, yeah. Uh, it's able to move. You can't really control it. It just goes where it wants. But mm-hmm. it looks like a button crawling down on the floor. That's okay. That's cool. Uh, so it's kind of the same uh, same idea, but except you get to control which which uh, Joy-Con. Words. Moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's just it, trying not to say vibrator. <laughs> guess we can, we can just bleep that out if we have to. Yeah. We're all adults. Wow. Do want to be a kind of a family friendly show, I guess. It's never done convincing. Um, but no, uh, as far as the variety pack, I'm pretty. Uh, I think the, most, the thing I'm most excited about in the variety pack is the piano. Right. So, I don't know if you know how it works, but basically, I guess in the right Joy-Con on the bottom there is the IR camera, camera, um, and that sort of, I guess, takes a like. Vi- I don't know if it takes a visual picture or if it just like records or whatever, but. Like, once you've constructed the piano out of cardboard and you depress the key, the IR camera picks up which key you're depressing and, I guess, how fast or in, like, how, like, how, with how much force and it'll adjust, like, the the volume and the, like, the intensity of it and, of course, which note the, which note you're playing. So, I, I think that's, like, an incredible use of the Joy-Con that I never even would have anticipated. It's, like, high-tech, low-tech. <laughs> yeah. 
it's yeah, it's really weird. And not to mention, let uh, let's just say I don't think anybody expected this to be what was announced. Oh no, not at all. Like when they said like, oh, we're announcing something for kids and kids at heart. Like my first thought was a peripheral of some kind. So in that, like, I kind of, I mean, I won't say I was right, but I was kind of in the ballpark. But like, I never would have thought like it was going to be these like DIY sort of like cardboard things that you put together. Yeah, I had no clue actually. Um, I think I'm just in the game space more than the toy space. Yeah. So I just said, what game? Like, what are they gonna do? A new game? Or a new, new IP? Or bring back an IP? A lot of people were thinking, and this was probably wishful thinking, that this is gonna be a virtual console announcement. <laughs> Which I. That is not for kids. Yeah, I don't know. That is for kids at heart. Who yeah. Grew up on. Yeah. Old, yeah. Exactly. Stuff. So. But no, it's, I mean, it's really cool. Uh, the variety pack is, is uh, going for $69.99, and the robot pack is $10 more at $79.99, and that will be out April 20th. So, Very cool. I think we probably... I want... Yeah, I want the variety pack. My son really wants the robot pack, because little boys and robots, they like them. So, uh, there's no way I'm getting both. I don't. Even, I really don't even want to buy it. Honestly, I'd rather buy other things. Um, yeah, but it's, it's going to happen. So <laughs> maybe a Christmas present for the next year. There you go. That'll work. I think so. Yeah. I don't and think I'll be picking up day one. Maybe even by then we'll see different like. Because I'm sure this isn't the only. I'm sure this is just the beginning of that. But like, I don't think this is going to be all their release. Oh yeah, it'll be nice to go. You're like going through Target or whatever, and like there's like a little ten dollar pack that you can pick up. It's maybe like a smaller. Idea, or maybe they'll start selling stuff that in a variety pack individually. Yeah, maybe. Or and what I'm hoping is that they take like the even for the variety. Well, I don't know about the robot pack. For at least the variety pack, maybe like through software updates, they can like add new. Like if they release like a new cardboard set, they'll they can release like a, a free update for the yes. software yeah. know, to include a, a new thing. Yeah. So definitely excited about that. I will be. I don't. I don't know if I'll be doing the uh, robot pack because I honestly don't know that that would fit my body. But uh, oh, well, I never even thought about like can adults wear that? Yeah, because I don't know because like it seems well. I think and it's on the video, but I think like the Joy-Con goes in like one of the like arms or whatever that you wear, and yeah, I, I don't know. So whether whether that actually fits, I don't know. But I'll definitely be getting the variety pack at the very least. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, uh, so a bit of interesting news here. Uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon uh, is looks like it's coming to Switch at some oh, point. Very cool. I like Roller Coaster, Roller Coaster Tycoon. How much do I? Uh, how much is it going to cost? Well, if you want to help fund the game, because apparently they don't want to do it themselves, uh, you have to pay a minimum of two hundred fifty dollars. What? Oh, what? Um, <laughs> yeah, so this is definitely an interesting approach that I have personally. I'm sure, I'm sure this has happened. I, I don't know that it's gone public like this, but this is definitely the first uh, thing that I've seen like this. So I guess through Atari Makes Games, I think it was called. I should have wrote that down on the notes. Um, Roller Coaster Tycoon is looking to come to Nintendo Switch. Of course, they don't have a... Mike, Mike Makes Games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mike Makes Games. Atari... One, one guy making Roller Coaster Tycoon. Partnering something like that. <laughs> AP. Sorry. Yeah. Off. Anyway, um, yeah, Roller Coaster Tycoon coming to Switch at some point. There's no solid release date, uh, only because they're just trying to get the funding at this point. And basically, they're opening the investment opportunities to the public. Um, 
So was there even like rumblings of like what the heck is the like is there a want for this game? Like is it I mean, I've never really been into any of the Tycoon games, but I'm sure this will sell like hotcakes whenever if it does ever happen because I just feel like those games sell well no matter what. That's true. I would like it on Switch. Sure. Yeah, no, it'd be awesome. It'd be a great portable game for, to be sure. Um, so to get into the details of this, I'm going to just kind of list out everything everything going on with this and then we'll attempt to break it down because great business minds like us can do that. <laughs> um, so for this roller coaster Tycoon game on Switch, they're seeking $2 million in funding. Okay. That seems like a normal I mean, crowdfunding. I mean, that's. I mean, to me, for I, again, I'm not familiar with this, any of the Tycoon games. I mean, to me, that seems steep. But again, I don't know what it costs to make a game, so maybe that's realistic. Um, so, if you want to invest in this, you have to give a minimum investment of two hundred fifty dollars. Cool, that's a bit high for buying a game. Yes, it is. But uh, we'll get into some of the uh, investment perks here in a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you're, you're going to have to have a minimum investment of two fifty. Now, here's where it gets a little technical, and this is where I, I got lost at first. Once you've uh, given your investment, you get a pro rata share of 50% of profits until 120% of your original investment is earned back. Once you've hit that 120% mark, that 50% goes down to 25% until 18 months after the game's launch or until the developer's, publisher's licensing rights has ended for the game. Okay. And I still don't own the game yet, do I? No, you do not. <laughs> but here are the perks. Here we go. So, perks of your investment. All investors, no matter wh- whether you uh, whether you invest $250 or anything above that, all investors will have the option to have their name listed on an investor's site. Ooh. That is worth $250 to me. If you play if you invest, rather, $750 or more, you get a 25% discount on the, uh, the retail launch of the game, valid for one unit. But wait, but wait, it gets better. If you invest $1,500 or more, you get a free copy of the book, The Art of Atari. Oh my gosh. So, so on its face, it looks absolutely ridiculous. So, this is purely for just people looking to invest in something. Yeah, so... This is, this is not for us. So, so okay. So, based on the the reward perks, it seems absolutely ridiculous. Now, the thing you have to keep in mind, and this is something that I had to talk to my lady friend about because she majored in business and kind of had to break this down for me. The main reason you would want to do this is to get a return on investment. That's the main draw here to make money on your initial investment. So, if you're going to be investing the money to get you know your name listed on a website or get a twenty five percent discount on the game. Or get a free book. Uh, I think you're investing for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the main draw is going to be uh, getting money back in your initial investment. That's kind of the whole point, really. And I guess these extra perks are just bonuses to that. Um, I'm not even going to try and break down the math behind this. No, that's okay. Only get one once. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, my brain would just melt. Um, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to get any, any of the actual money, but basically, it could be a reasonable investment. That's assuming, of course, that three things happen. One, where uh, that's assuming that they actually hit their funding goal of two million, um, that you would actually get a worthwhile return. Um, the second thing we, we would assume is that 
there's actually a desire for this. Um, like I said, I, I, I feel like it would, it's going to sell. If it does ever come out, it's going to sell, so I'm sure that would be fine. Um, and the third assumption is that it's going to be a full $60 release. So all of that, all of, if, if all those assumptions end up proving true, um, from what I understand, you could potentially up to trip, like earn up to triple your initial investment if all of those things hold true. So, um, I, I, I was going to say my advice to you, but don't take my advice because I am not a business person. I'm not an investor. So just don't listen to me at all. But well, here's my advice. Anyways. Yeah, here, don't listen to me. Here's my advice. Anyway. Um, wait. I mean, I think right now there's a bit less than three months left of the campaign or whatever you want to call it. So give it a couple months, see how interest is in it uh you know see how much is you know how many investors have actually gone with this and if it seems like it has decent backing then maybe it'll be worth it um but the whole reason we're going into this is one it's obviously it's coming to switch so we want to talk about it but just that it's a really interesting investment or a, a way to fund a game that i've personally never seen before yeah um most of the time it's uh asking for a sum and it's small and then you get rewards for it and then most of the time the game goes into limbo and we never <laughs> see rewards <laughs> so I guess they're you know these these quote I'm throwing up air quotes these rewards for these in these tiers they're not really they're not really rewards yeah so, <laughs> I guess now that we've talked about I see how they've they they're going all in on the investing route, so yeah. it's not. This is not either or, because uh, at first I was like, well, why didn't why didn't they just have a sixty dollar tier and you get the game just for our, us regular folk, this our, this us non investing, right? Um, but I mean, like I said, it's not really for us, right? I guess I mean, right. unless you want to take a sort of unmitigated risk, but right. I you know what. Now that I, re- I don't remember what game, but I feel like there was something similar to this happened where they did have both, and like people feeling get, like they're getting screwed because they they gave money but they they didn't get investment out of it or yeah. a return. I mean, um, so I'm sure they're trying to do it as smart as possible. Yeah, and I mean there there's always the with any kind of sort of crowd. I mean, I, I, I say crowdfunding, and I mean I guess this this wouldn't really fall necessarily into crowdfunding because I mean. Every every game has investors of some kind, and I guess this in this case they're just opening up to the public. Right. Um, but with any sort of, and I'll just umbrella term crowdfunding, any sort of crowdfunding effort. I mean, there always is the risk of not getting what you were promised, or putting your money in and then getting nothing in return. Um, there's always that fear. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, games go into limbo. Cough, cough. Ritual, uh, bloodstained ritual of the night. <laughs> I. Back to that like three years ago, and it's still I don't know what's happening. I think it's actually supposed to come out this year at some point, but anyway, um, no, just just a def- definitely an interesting uh, interesting way to do this. Um, again, on its face, it looked a bit ridiculous, but again, it's it's more for getting your return on your initial investment than it is to you know anything else. But I think they could have you know at least given you a free digital copy of the game instead of twenty five up twenty five percent discount on one copy. Hey, who am I to judge? 
All right, and then uh, real quick, let's get into some of our uh, 2018 Nintendo predictions. I know we're kind of a little late on this, but again, this is our first show of the year, so yeah, that was best time. I don't, I don't know like what I think is coming. Um, I just want to see more Metroid. That's that's about it for me. Prime Four. Yeah, I want to see more on like what what kind of game is it? Since it's Prime, I'm sticking to first person. I'm assuming it is. Um, yeah, like, what what kind of direction are we going with this game? Uh, is it just more of the yeah. same, or is it a new kind of format, or... Uh, it would be cool if they did a... That was the focus of E3, you know, they usually... They, like, the past couple of years, they've been taking one game, blowing it out, making a big, uh, like, a set piece mm. at E3. Uh, so we had Breath of the Wild, and we had Odyssey. Yep. Uh, it would be quite cool to see... Uh, they do that with Metroid. Yeah, that, that'd be... So, statistically, I know Metroid doesn't sell as well as the other games. It's not one of their higher selling. But I feel like they put the right push behind it from the beginning. And instead of it just being for the hardcore, I'm not saying like, they need to change the game to appeal to more broader audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they start, they really start pushing it ahead of time uh, and making it a bigger deal... You know, there's there's nothing else. I don't think there's anything else in my mind competing on that level. Yeah. As far as big games for what they've announced, unless I'm just drawing a blank. <laughs> uh, as far as first first party. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely would be one of their. I mean, it, it, I think it definitely is one of their big juggernauts. I mean, that that would be one hell of a way to go for you know, like you mentioned, E3 2016 was Breath of the Wild. Last year we had Odyssey, and I mean. Metroid would almost be the logical answer for this year. Um, my bold, random, uh, unfounded prediction. Well, I don't know if to say. I don't know if I'd say it's a prediction, but I'm guessing, hoping, praying <laughs> that uh, we'll get. I'm I'm hoping we're we're gonna get a uh, closer look at Pokemon Switch. I don't know that it's coming out this year. Although I think they tend to. Whenever a new Pokemon games co- game comes out, I think they tend to usually announce it beginning of the year, and then by like that November, it's out. So, yeah, maybe it could come out this year. Although they only mentioned it even existed last year, and it sounded like it was still very early in development. Yeah, same with uh, same with Metroid. Do let's see. So things we want, of course, some level of virtual console. So what do you think? What do you think when... So it's got a... I, I assume they're waiting to debut it with uh, the online service. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think both Virtual Console and their paid online, it has to be this year. It has to be. Yeah, they can't They can't wait. Oh, were you giving me that face because of the Oscar Mario Wiener? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, was like, <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to catch it, but yeah, that was just... Giant, a giant Wiener truck just, just uh, drove by. So. Awesome. If you blow into the end of the truck, it's a <laughs> um, So I think at this point they can't they can't disappoint with virtual console. I don't think they're going to call it virtual console. I think it's too tied to the Wii, and I think they're doing everything they can to distance themselves from Wii. Yeah, and, and if they're not, uh, yeah, I mean and that makes sense. Like they, they have to brand it differently because, I mean, I'm almost positive, and I don't think it would even be possible from a like a, a, a 
an online infra- infrastructure standpoint, but like, I don't know, like, I, I have a, I mean, I have, I still have my Wii and I have a bunch of virtual console stuff on there. Um, if only they had an account-based thing where all the things that you previously bought could be like re-downloaded for free, yeah. since you've already paid for them, but like I said, I don't think that's even structurally possible. Um, so, so since they can't do that, I think that they're going to have to really get away from that. I know they've already stated that if you sign up for their online service, you'll get access to selections of virtual console titles. Right, and I could be wrong on this. I know initially it was supposed to be like you get a quote-unquote free SNES game with like it, if it had multiplayer in its original release, it'll be like on, it'll be online. Um, but you only get access to it for that month, and then next month it like goes away. And if you want to keep it, you have to buy it. Um, so I would so rather see it become a platform like a Netflix. Just imagine on your Switch and in, in the UI of the OS at the bottom, those little circle icons. Yeah, so you get an added virtual console or whatever you want to call it to that section. And you just open up the platform you know, via like a Netflix or something like that. So you're talking like a, maybe like a monthly subscription service? Yeah. Sort of like like Xbox Game Pass? Yes. That would be amazing. Ten bucks a month, all the classic games you want. I would do that. I would, I would, I would totally do that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. They, regardless of what it is, they have to do it soon because the uh, just like we saw with uh, Nintendo Direct. Uh, with the hype behind it, people just wanting it, wanting it, wanting it, and then a lot of you know, this is the nature of the beast. Yeah, you get hyped up and then you get disappointed. Cause you, but if they if they keep just pushing it out, I feel like it's going to show up and be not what people wanted, and then boo. Right? Know. Yeah, of course, it's the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it has to be this year. In fact, I think it has to be. They, they need to announce something, if not before E three, at E three. Like it, it can't. It can't wait until after that. Like, it needs to happen because, I mean, I know we've only really had the Labo announcement and this mini direct so far, so I mean... Yeah, we're only January. Yeah, I mean, there there could be many... There's so many unknowns for the whole of 2018, but if we're judging based on what we know now, it seems like so far 2018 is pretty a pretty light year when it comes to, like, big AAA stuff for Nintendo, so... I feel like they, if, if that if that remains to be true, I think they're going to need that that virtual console push. Yeah, well, they came out in the first year with two juggernauts, and so, uh, it's hard to keep that momentum going. And it's you know it's Mario and Zelda, it's the biggest, yeah, the biggest franchise they have. We already got those, so I think it's hard to be like anything else is at that level. Probably closest would be, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to Metroid definitely, but like you said, the sales numbers just aren't generally there for whatever reason. But yeah, Pokemon would definitely. And I know it's not exactly a first party thing, but I guess second party. Pretty much. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's one of their most notable franchises to be sure. So yeah, that that that's always definitely up there. And I know the Switch version is just going to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping it's going to be the MMO that we've always wanted, but we'll see, or at least something close to that. Yeah, 2018. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's a good, definitely a good start so far with Labo and everything we got from the Direct Mini. So I'm uh, excited for the unexpected. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if there's one thing that Nintendo Nintendo fans are used to, it's uh, surprise. Yeah, exactly. With left left field, out of left field stuff like Labo. Like, yeah. 
who would have thought we'd be getting DIY cardboard things that you can put your Joy-Cons into? And <laughs> it's actually really cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. So what we've been playing. Um, so I've been playing a couple of games. Uh, by the time, by the time this recording goes up, I'm actually still putting the final touches on the review video. Uh, but by the time this episode goes up, that should be up and live. So uh, I'm doing kind of a sort of reviewing two games in, the, in one shot. It's uh, Oh Sir, the Insult Simulator, and Oh Sir, the Hollywood Roast. Uh, those are basically two... I mean, they're also on Steam, but they're basically two mobile ports. Um, so they're kind of light. I mean, since they are mobile games, they are... I mean, not, not, not to be derogatory toward mobile games, because there are some that are actually very deep and complex, but... Um, I mean, they're, even on the eShop, they're going for, I think, $199 and $299. So, it's... Yeah, they're pretty light offerings, but they're they're pretty good. It's the insult simulator. Is it that? So, <laughs> yeah. So, it, I mean, it's literally... So, basically, what it is, it's... Uh, you pick... So, in the insult simulator, uh, you pick... Uh, you have a, a certain few characters that you can pick, and they're, like, sort of, like, high-class, like, English, like archetypal sort of characters like like kind of like haughty and like uh, very... <laughs> yeah not gonna do that I uh, imagine there's like, like Englishmen with monocles and top hats exactly okay. that, that, that's pretty much the spirit of it you take off your glove and slap each other verbally yes verbally okay um, so yeah. so basically you, you have you pick a character you pick a stage and uh, the game each like match will start out with like some little like pre pre-designated like little like argument that they have and then they have to resolve that argument by insulting each other um and so when the match starts you get like there you get this like list of sentence fragments that both players choose from you know taking turns and you have to piece together an insult based on whatever you know options you're given and so you there's a pool of nine that both players can choose from and then each player has a hand uh, that has two other little fragments in them, and they can be uh, unique to... They can just be, like, the same fragments that are available, or they could be unique to, like, let's say the level. So, for example, there's a... Uh, one level is a pet store, and the initial argument that happens is, oh, I'd like to return my parrot. It's dead. <laughs> and, you know, one of the... Di- one of the di- dialogue options uh, that you get in your hand could be like the fragment this dead parrot so it, it's unique to that situation um, but yeah you, you go back and forth selecting different sentence fragments to try to come up with an insult to wound your opponent's pride which is sort of like a health bar above each character sounds like Monty Python <laughs> a little bit yeah um, and I mean most of the time uh, the insults work like sometimes you'll put things together that don't necessarily make sense like uh like like your face, uh, like your face appreciates this conversation. Like it doesn't really make sense, but you'll like dock a few points off of their pride for doing that. Um, but then you could put together like if, if the options present themselves well, you can put together really like like some really good ones. Um, and the game rates you on how well put together your insult is, and of course like the better and usually the longer and the better put together the insult is, the more damage it'll do to their pride. Um, if you, if you get the right dialogue options, like like if you say your mother is you know whatever, and then the next round you use something having to do with your mother. Really? Yeah, it's probably gonna show up in the recording. Oh yeah. well. Um, but like if you say like your mother, blah blah. blah if you do that twice in a row, you, it treats it as a combo and you get bonus points. Uh, 
for doing that. I like this just based on the quirkiness. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, you can either do it against a computer or uh, against a friend. Uh, not online, unfortunately, but uh, local. It's you know local multiplayer for two people. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and then you just like I said, keep stringing together insults until you've depleted the opponent's pride, and you win the argument. And that's pretty much all there really is to do. Um, and then, oh sir, the Hollywood roast is basically the same exact concept, except it. Uh, uses like famous like movie characters and actors but like not like parodied versions yeah exactly so like you'll have a version of Harry Potter that is it's called he's called Dirty Harry so (laughs) yeah so it's like Harry Potter and that's me um and then yeah basically same idea and then the the the, uh, levels you go to are like movie sets and you basically have to roast the other celebrity or character uh, but yeah, same idea. Um, That's awesome. Like I said, the review is going to be up by the time this recording goes up, so I can I can I can say that uh, I gave the Insult Simulator a seven out of ten and the Hollywood Roast an eight out of ten, just because I, f- I mean, the, the Insult Simulator is a it's it's a good game on its own, but the Hollywood Roast takes that formula and just just the fact that there are so many like little like movie references and things to pick up on it just makes right. it a lot more relatable and a lot more fun. That's cool. Yeah, I might check that out. Yeah, those are pretty good. And again, it, it like two and three dollars a piece. Like it's almost. I don't want to say it's a no brainer, but it's. It, I mean, it's easy. Be like, oh, you know, two bucks. Why not? Yeah. So they're pretty cool. And then on the Nintendo side of things, I've been playing a little bit of Destiny Two, which we could probably start a whole podcast on, but we won't. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, on time for that. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a lot. I mean, a lot of controversy over how that game is being handled. But I'm only in the very beginning. I'm still playing through the main story. So. Yeah, yeah, that's it's definitely fine. And I picked it up for like twenty bucks. Yeah, so, so why even not? Even if you just play the main campaign and you're done. Yeah, that was probably worth. And it. then I haven't actually started it yet, but um, I did uh, get Okami HD, so I'm really excited to play that. Um, and then on the notes here, but I actually just got, I bought the game for a third time, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Because I, I, I've had the game since it was on PC, and then when it came on the consoles, I got it on Xbox One. And then when the Morrowind uh, chapter expansion, whatever you want to call it, came out, I got it on PS4. And then I just saw the collector's edition for PS4 for Morrowind went on sale. So I bought it a third time. <laughs> or, a, I guess, a fourth Four. time. Um, yeah, it comes with this like this really cool uh, like Dwarven Colossus statue and some like art books and uh, a steel book and... Yeah, I ended up paying like it usually goes for a hundred bucks, and I got it for like thirty six. Sweet. Yeah, I was on sale on Newegg, so I'm like, go get it. Yes. So uh, I don't know if I'll be playing the game, but I'm at least you know, enjoying you, enjoying the collector's edition. Yeah, if you look at it like you bought that, all that cool extra stuff for thirty six bucks. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I'm looking at yeah. it. So it's like, yeah. And then, I mean, the steelbook's cool. So I mean, I, I could trade in, I guess, my other copy on PS4, but it, I mean, it only goes for like a dollar. <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever. Um... And then I might be jumping into Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World this weekend. It comes out tomorrow, so. Cool. Which, I mean, it's kind of Nintendo related because it's, lately it's been on Nintendo consoles. It's been on the Wii and uh, 3DS. Maybe on Wii. Was, I think Monster Hunter Try was on Wii U, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. Okay. And that is our show for this week. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Thank you for downloading. Where can you find us? You can find us on uh, basically any of your uh, favorite podcast services, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. And, of course, you can always find us on our main website at switchjoy.net. 
please uh, leave a comment, leave a review. Um, on, you know, on like I said on before on uh, iTunes on Google Play, we'll even put the uh, put this episode up on YouTube. So please leave a comment there. Uh, let us know what you think. Send us an email if you have any questions. Um, comment on our YouTube video or send us an email at admin at switchjoy.net. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Nick Chevalier. You can find Chris Smith at It's Topher Steven. And that is our show for this week. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time.